Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out. I don't I don't know why you haven't checked them out already. Go to HashtagBasketball.com right now. And be responsible sponsored by thrivefantasy.com. Do you like prop betting? Do you like daily fantasy? How about combining those things and winning some money? Well, that sounds like a good idea, but do you even want free cash for just signing up and, and depositing $20? Well, you can get that by using the promo code WTB. You'll get $20 on your first deposit of $20 or more. That is thrivefantasy.com, promo code WTB as in boxes, as in watching the boxes. I'm your host of the Watching the Boxes podcast, Mike Catron, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, what a day. Just what a day. It's a day. Uh, it is certainly it is certainly a day. Um, DeMarcus Cousins is doing old school DeMarcus Cousins things. Um, Steph Curry is approaching being the uh, leading scoring, getting the scoring title so far this year, which is one of my bold predictions at the beginning of the season. Um, and the the Bulls uh, actually won a game that I bet on, and so it's it's just all it's all looking it's all looking good. It's all looking good these days. Ah, oh, wow! So many so many things to react to there, Michael. I don't even know which way to go with it. Um, the NBA, I would say, is crazier than ever. It just it just keeps coming. The craziness doesn't stop. Uh, Washington came back. You want to speak on that? I mean, we saw them for the first time in what a long time. Yeah, I actually thought we weren't we weren't going to see Washington for kind of a bit, and like you know, there was still quite a few people out due to safety protocols. Um, obviously, there were they were already down their starting center. Well, they had 10 people, right? That's a positive. That was enough. Um, right? And I think part of it too was they had a couple injuries where I, and I believe some of these guys came back from injury, not just the health and safety thing. So yeah, their last game was on January 11th. So they were basically a sideline for almost two full weeks and they finally played again. They're, now there's no more Thomas Bryant, right? He got, he's out for the season. Yep. So Robin Lopez started and did not have a terrible game. Only played 24 mm-hmm. minutes, but five, five assists. But I think that's wild. The 24 minutes, because looking at the rest of the roster, who was healthy, like Alex, Alex Lynn played 20 minutes. Alex Lynn, who they just signed about 30 seconds, seconds ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Right before the game. They, they, well, they, him they signed two, two people, right? They signed Jordan Bell as well. Yes. And I'm in the 10. I actually thought Jordan Bell, like, I was surprised he wasn't even on a team. Like, I think he he, he at least did some okay things um, in the past with, uh, what was that, Golden was it Golden State? Indeed, he did play for yeah. Golden State for a hot That's time. what I, I thought. Played for, he played 68 games for Golden State. Played for the Cavs? There was another team he played yeah, for. Yeah, he briefly p- played for the Cavs. I kind of forgot about that. Oh, and he played for Minnesota and Memphis. Man, if this was that... What's that game that Charles Barkley's terrible at? Who he play for. Yeah. (laughs) 
I think I might be a little better than him, but maybe not much. Yeah, I think you're definitely better than him. But if you would have asked me, like the last time I remember hearing about Jordan Bell was on Golden State. So there's been three teams in between that. Um, obviously, but I guess that's why he didn't play that much. Um, Westbrook was back. So that's positive. He only played 25 minutes. So I wonder, you know, was that just a precautionary thing or is it just because it was a blowout and they didn't care? So it, they were actually winning for, I mean, they won the first quarter. They were winning for part of the first half, but then they just could not stop anyone in that second half. And you got to think maybe they hit a wall because they've only really been able to practice since what, like Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah. And like on top of that, like, let's say they actually, like they had like they, so let's say anyone, hopefully not, but some of them, maybe some of them had COVID or uh, are recovering from actual COVID. Right. Uh, they are going to probably be in pretty bad shape. And like, it's like a really terrible thing for your lungs and stuff like that. So, so I know Westbrook's on a minutes restriction. Yeah. Okay. But he also had the extra injury. He, he well, so he didn't. I, I, well, it's not. Quad. Yeah. He, his thing on the official injury report, I will not speculate whether he had the COVID or not, but on the official injury report, he continued yes. to be listed with a quad injury, not okay. health and safety protocols. And even if you're listed with health and safety protocols, it does not mean you have the COVID. Let's put that out there. That's like, fair. Um, it just means. So these, and. I would maybe venture to say none of them had it just in this one scenario where it seems like these guys who actually admit that they tested positive for it miss more than two weeks from what we're seeing so far. Yeah. I mean, this is um, from what I, how I understand it is um, like gross fatigue is one of the major common symptoms and like especially if it has to do with your breathing like these guys are uber athletes but affects everybody differently and if it hits them in a certain way like you know this could be something that they take a while to recover from even if they are over it maybe their body isn't yeah and i think the other worry is you know some of the the other side effects of it um so getting back to this washington team they're they're gonna play now right and there's obviously Westbrook and Beal who are owned in every league and, you know, they are what they are. Is there anyone else on this team short term or long term worth owning? Ooh. Because here's the here's the other thing that maybe we should talk about, too. Say you're in even a 12 team league. Yeah. And the team that so the Wizards, the new Wizards are the Grizzlies, right? They're now just starting this thing where we're basically canceling every game. Yep. Do you cut their guys that are maybe even ranked outside like the top 75? Because you're literally going to have to sit on those players for a week or two. Yeah, with no games. Uh, And then if your guy's the guy who actually maybe got the COVID, you might end up sitting on that player for three weeks. Maybe even longer. Right. Uh, I think you have to. I think you, if you were in, we're coming up on week six. This is the week six preview. We're almost a, th- like, I think we're a quarter away through the uh, season this week. And then we'll be really, I mean, really soon, a third of the way through the season. We talked about this in a previous episode. We just don't know uh, if these teams statistically, like mathematically, due to the schedule, are going to be able to get all of their games in. It seems like the, the Wizards right now, 
aren't going to be able to get all their games in. And it, let's just say, I don't know, the Wizards play some teams that are out for a week. Well, there's more games postponed for them. I think I'm riding ride or die with my anybody in the top 50, top 60, maybe even top 70, depending on how in the playoffs I am right now in a head-to-head league. Anybody that's outside of the top 70 is expendable to me. I'm streaming all day, every day, because you can find so many guys on the waiver wires now um, if you can, I think I said this in a previous episode, lobby for more waiver wire picks up, pickups if you can in your league because this this the season's so weird. Um, I'm in a few that allow you know quite you know one a day, um, sometimes 10, 12 a week, and those I'm ma- I'm ma- always, always maximizing. But now I'm truly truly just like dumping anybody on my team that's that's got the COVID that isn't producing right now. I'm not interested in waiting because this season's going to be over before you know it. I am with you there. Um, here's another question I have for you before okay. we get into this week preview. What happened to Lou Williams? Did Lou Williams finally just get old? Oh, man, that's a good question. That is a good question. I haven't um, – another guy I haven't thought – I haven't thought about uh, D'Angelo Russell all season. <laughs> um, I, I, I haven't thought about Lou wait Williams. wait this is a new game this is killed Michael lists off the players he hasn't thought about in a while <laughs> haven't thought about any I haven't thought about those guys at either one of those guys let's see there's got to be a few more I haven't thought about <laughs> he's uh, not going to tell you what he actually thinks about him he's no. just going to list off the names of people he has not thought about I haven't, I haven't thought about him in a while um I also Harry, Harry I, Giles I, haven't thought about him in a while. I'll mention this about people like Lou Williams, and we go. We talked about this with Jordan Bell. You ever look back at a guy like Lou Williams who's played in the NBA for a long time and go like, "Ah, oh, he played for Houston for a hot minute." I don't remember that at all. Oh yeah, all the time. I I lo- <laughs> actually love those guys like uh, that just kind of like have existed for so long that you're like, oh yeah, there was that stint. Like there's guys who I'm like, when. Did- Wait, this guy played on the Bulls? Well, maybe it was like he was in and out. I was like, oh, no, he played for like a season and a half on the Bulls. Why don't I have any recollection of, of this guy playing for the team that I watch like religiously? Like what what's going on there? And I, you know what? I think you're right about, um, about Lou Williams. Like I think he's just at that age that I think maybe they're just saving him for where they need him. But like the most minutes he's played in a game this season has been 26 and that was the opener. So the most rest he's had. Um, and other than that, like he's, he's just not played in like, they, they've blown out a few teams certainly, but he doesn't, he doesn't play in those blowouts, uh, which is something that's usually what he would like kind of get off. Like even just last season, you know, there'd be a blowout and he'd end up with like 22 and uh, six, like six assists or seven or like five rebounds and a couple steals. Like that's what he was doing in blowouts. Now they're not even playing in blowouts. Um, either there's a latent injury here, or I think it's um, the fact that he's 34 years old. Well, and that's the big worry, right? Is like last year he played 28 minutes a game. This year it's down below 20. Yeah. And like you're mentioning, like it's not even like oh they blew them out and he played ten minutes, so that's bringing the average down. Like if you look at the game log, like every game is like right around twenty to twenty four minutes, yeah, at I, maximum. And like so, man, I I think it's safe to say you cut Lou Williams. It, it, maybe even in deeper leagues, like he's really not giving you anything. 
yeah i mean pour one out i mean i know occasionally he can get off right so like depends on how deep your your league is but if you if you're in like a 14 team league you get him on out there as trade bait as like kind of like a popular name i don't think he's going to be terribly i mean this you're talking about like 20 like 19 minutes a game is somebody that's only in like the deep like picked up in the deepest of leagues yeah and the weird part is like that doesn't really seem like they have a point guard on this team like to begin with like you think they need lou williams kind of like ability to create for himself and for other people and it's just like they're they're still not using him yeah it's, it's a little strange i don't know if they just kind of trust the fact that like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Nick Batum all have the ability to kind of like dribble and run the offense and, and, and trade off at times. And they're just completely okay with like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard pounding the ball in the ground, which, I mean, that's what they're doing. That's exactly what's going on here. That's They're getting about, you know, 16 to 20 shots up per game. And everybody else on this team is under 10 shots. Like, I'd, I'd hate playing with these guys just getting, you know, getting about six, seven shots up a game. That would, that would, that'd suck. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you're, if you're making a deep playoff run, maybe it doesn't suck that bad. Yeah. If I was getting paid quite a bit of money, I guess I would get over pretty quickly. I, I would assume. Um, but yeah, like it's wild that they think that not having a point guard is feasible, but in today's NBA, is that terrible? Is that crazy? Um, so maybe more than anything in the playoffs last year, I think that was one of the things that hurt them a lot was they, they kind of do this, like take turns thing. Like you're mentioning where like, okay, Kawhi gets a turn and then Paul George gets a turn. And then, you know, last year, Lou Williams got a turn, right. When he was, he was the guy on there. And even in that Dallas series, which they ended up winning, it really stagnated their offense for long stretches of time because, you know, if Paul George isn't going, then they just try to go to Kawhi 10 possessions in a row. Yeah. And it becomes pretty easy to stop. And, well, it, it becomes uh, ultra predictable. Right. And, and I think that was one of the reasons why they blew some of those leads was like the your turn, my turn thing, like turned into just one guy's turn. And then they just started stopping Kawhi. And then once Kawhi wasn't making shots, the Clippers weren't scoring anything. And then you know, Denver came back. So um, I think that'll be the true litmus test of do they need a point guard will be in the playoffs. I, I mean, I think they do. I think every team needs a, a true point guard. I, I don't know any team that's ever tr- – I, I can't recall a team off the top of my head that didn't – like you could say, I guess, the Jordan Bulls didn't have a true point guard, but they had Michael Jordan. Uh, LeBron James is a point forward. Um, and they, and they had Kyrie and the Jordan Bulls has Steve Kerr. Um, I guess that, yeah, that those heat teams had LeBron. I'm trying to think of any other, you know, any other teams, I guess like Kobe was a facilitator, but he wasn't a true point guard. That might be your best example. Like, is, do, do we really want to crown Derek Fisher as like a, as a good point guard? No, but I think you're me- what you're mentioning is though like those guys all even the the Jordan the Kobe had an an exceptional like 
vision and, and ability to find people that I don't think Kawhi or Paul George has. Like, I think those are guys that are all better playmakers than, and Scotty oh, yeah. Pippen, even Scotty Pippen was a better playmaker than, than Kawhi yeah. Leonard. Scotty Pippen was doing, doing the, basically the same stuff LeBron's doing. Right. And so I, I, it's, I don't know that you could find a team that didn't have a, a guy who could make plays at a fairly elite level. And I don't know that the Clippers have that. No, I think while both Paul George and Kawhi are very good um, and capable playmakers, it would be like trying to um, run your entire team through Julius Randle. Oh, speaking of running your entire team through Julius Randle, the New York Knicks um, got Alec Burks back. And Alec Burks immediately um, had had at least an impactful uh, game looks like he's going to play starters minutes. Looks like he should be re-rostered on almost every team that um, that you know about. I feel like it's going to hurt Emmanuel Quickly's minutes there. Um, do you think Alec Burks is, is must rosterable in a in a twelve team league? Um, well, first off, I will tell you that my phone hates him. Okay, that's weird because it always tries to type that I said his name was Alec Burke with an e oh who uh, probably because you you probably text a lot to trey burke uh, that's what i mean I, but it changes both names which is just super annoying <laughs> it changes alec to alex and it changes burks to burke Man. um so can't, can't can't win one can't win one at all that's, yep so shout out to my phone and to alex burke who yeah, apparently whoever the hell that is he must be a real person somewhere um yeah so i think now this is a good question. Should he be rostered in all leagues? I mean, I we know what he is at this point, right? And so there are teams that I think he doesn't super help you, but at the same time, like he probably should be on somebody's roster. But in a tenting league, I could see him also being like kind of more of a streaming option, just because. I mean, it's points, it's threes. The rebounds are pretty good for a guard. There's not a ton of assists. There's not even a steal there's not going to be any blocks like he's a points and threes guy and so if you need those categories sure but at the same time like i'm also not like saying this is going to be a top 70 guy i'm not going to go drop like if i have a pretty good bench i don't think i'm going to immediately drop but like i don't know if i'm kind of tired of somebody on my team and just they're they're just not paying out let's write alex burks for a while i think my view uh, especially with him being out and the way Tibbs kind of rotated the minutes there is that Tibbs does not love Alfred Payton. Uh, Emmanuel quickly got some time. Um, and like, I think, you know, Austin Rivers is hanging out around there and for some reason playing quite a bit. Um, I think Alec Burks is the guy that Thibodeau wants to have out there. Um, in crunch time for longer stretches during the game. Um, so I think the minutes will be there. And if the minutes are there, he's a standard league player. Uh, he's not a crazy good standard league player, I don't think, but I think he is a standard league player. But if you were looking at your roster, Tyler, Alec Burks or Evan Fournier, we're both on the waiver wire. Who are you picking up? Uh, probably Fournier. I just feel a little bit better about him getting you know, the regular solid consistent minutes. Whereas like we've seen this with, with Burks in the past, right. It's like 
he gets good minutes for a while and then like, oh, he gets traded to a different team and he's playing 20 minutes a game or, you know, the, his team trades for somebody else and he gets less minutes. So um, I just feel better about Fournier maybe getting some real consistent run for the bulk of the season. I think we know that Evan Fournier will start and play in Orlando. And you add the fact that uh, Fultz is out for the season, which is very sad. They're running with a rookie point guard and a little bit of those guard duties are going to probably sneak over into Evan Fournier's, um, um, I guess, usage along with the fact that, you know, he's going to have to take a a few more shots to hold up uh, the offense that Fultz provided even though it wasn't significant it's still a little bit of a a bump a bump enough especially with someone who's going to get starters minutes so um i like him 48 better there let's talk about week six it's already week week six i can't believe that we're already here at the end of january time flies when you have a bunch of postponed games that you end up losing you most of your weeks Uh, you can tell that it's happening to me on a pretty constant basis now, and I'm sure it's happened to everybody on a pretty constant basis, so don't get too worked up about that. Week six is, once again, a strange, like, very few games on Tuesday, Thursday, big, bulk, huge game splattered into Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, and then pretty chill, pretty chill Saturday and Sunday. Um, most of the teams are playing four games this week with a handful of teams uh, only playing three times and the Grizz are only playing twice. Well, so that so since I wrote this article, that has actually already changed because they oh. canceled Memphis's game. You're right. They're not playing at all. Probably. Um, so they, they, so, so this had already taken out the fact they had canceled Monday's game, right? Now, today, they canceled their game against the Bulls, which I believe was supposed to take place on Wednesday. So now the Bulls are down to two teams, two games. The Bulls are also down to two games, and the Grizzlies are down to a single game at this point. If they make it that far. And, and if you, yeah, if you read the article, I said, you know, chances are they're probably not going to play at all. Um, I, would, I would bet on that. So their last game is against the Spurs. Right, so they would then go down to three games if that game does in fact get canceled, which it has not yet. Yep, and the Kings are at three because they're not playing on uh, on Monday tomorrow. So um, really rough a go, and at any time any of these uh, squads could end up just you know sitting sitting for the rest of the week. So you're gonna have to be a little bit more reactive on a day-to-day basis instead of setting your lineups at the beginning of the week and just maybe checking on them on, uh, on Thursday, you know, shrugging off, uh, you know, checking Twitter and checking your, checking your league. If you want to make the playoffs this year, you're going to have to be incredibly proactive and make very last minute decisions on setting your, uh, your roster. Um, Tyler, you, you, one of the recommendations, one of your, recommendations in this article that you write every single week for hashtag basketball.com go to the site right now and start reading it um is that now's the time to like make those trades to get your team kind of kind of better well-rounded or 
improve the categories that you think you need to improve. Um, what kind of advice, I guess, do you have for managers that are out there as they're looking for uh, ways to improve their team? Uh, good question. I think you gotta you gotta know your team what it is right now, and you gotta know your team what it is at full strength. And you gotta also kind of know. And this is maybe the hardest part in this season is will it ever be at full strength? That's a question. Um, yeah. You also gotta know your rules and how how you can win in your league, right? So like if it's roto and you're dead last in blocks, but there's like three teams that are right ahead of you, and you can jump up three points by maybe just getting an average block guy, like someone who's going to block a shot a game. It's an easy way to move up, right, in Roto? Oh, yeah. um, in, in head-to-head leagues, uh, as long as I think I'm going to make the playoffs, even if I think I, have to, I can squeak into the playoffs, I'm going to try to build my team to be a juggernaut in the playoffs, which means I don't have to win 8-0 or 9-0 every week. I got to win 5-4 or 5 Right? Hell, I, four or five might be a win at this point. Right. And so I, I feel like you could, in a head-to-head league, and I do this sometimes, I usually don't quite do it yet, but maybe when we get a little closer to the playoffs, I'll lean into some categories where I'm already pretty good to try to become unbeatable in those categories for the playoffs. I like that. I like that strategy, Tyler. Um, there's still quite a few uh, very decent, if not – standard league relevant players out on the waiver wires rostered in under 50% of the leagues. Uh, here's a guy, another guy on my, uh, Mike guys, Mike hasn't paid attention to it all this year list. Jeremy lamb. Hadn't thought about Jeremy lamb all year. Well, probably should probably should have. There's actually maybe a decent reason for that. Cause Jeremy lamb just came back. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, lamb was not playing at all. He is now back. He's played what two games. He scored 22 points against the magic. He looks pretty good against Dallas. So he only played 20 minutes. Um, the thing you liked against Orlando is he played 28 minutes. Um, I think he's going to be a good source of points. He's going to get you some decent rebounds. He's going to get you probably 1.2 steals a game. The Pacers also need scoring. I mean, Warren's out. Lavert's out. They need someone who can put the ball in the bucket, and Jeremy Lamb can put the ball in the bucket. Yeah, this is a, like a, a good case of right place, right time uh, with – with TJ Warren out and now Karis LeVert out for uh, a questionable amount of time. Really, they need someone to play that position. Jeremy Lamb does. And they need someone to score. Jeremy Lamb does. So, And they got a pretty good schedule this week. They play Toronto. They play Charlotte twice. And they play Philly. Man. Philly maybe a match be a little cautious about, but you've got to feel fairly good about those other two, two games with him just you know going off. Toronto's been a little, um, little suspect this season. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, yeah, it, well, I think a lot of, so at least I won't say a lot of it. Some of it has to do with, they don't have a home. And I think that's, yeah. You know, if you're, you're living out of your suitcase the entire time. Um, and I've heard just that some of their, like they, some of their players didn't bring their family down because like they didn't know how long they were uh, because be America is a cesspool of COVID. Yeah, I get it. I understand why. And so, yeah, like that would be a, a rough situation for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, living in a hotel uh, ain't, ain't fun. Um, it, it ain't exciting. Even though I know these guys kind of like, you know, day in and day out, like that's kind of their life. But like they go home. They go home for stints a period of time. They go to their real house with their real bed. And the Toronto Raptors aren't doing that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the, uh, the Pacers, 
are kind of in a weird spot right now after that trade. Um, I do think an underrated player, um, and you've talked about him before, is TJ McConnell. Underrated source of assists off the waiver wire. Uh, and I like the fact that he's getting a little bit more playing time over the last uh, few weeks with these uh, after the trade. Well, underrated source of assists and steals. Yeah. Guy, when he plays, you know, like 22, 25 minutes, he's getting you 1.2 steals a game. Like you talk about getting five assists and 1.2 steals, that can win you a week right there. And if he's playing four times this week, I can definitely win you a week. And is there anybody getting five assists on your waiver wire? The answer to that question is probably not. No, I, I highly doubt it. A couple other guards, though, that have been playing uh, very, I guess, very well. Um, and I don't know if this this position battle is over, but DeLon Wright is getting uh, good enough playing time, good enough minutes per game to kind of do the things that DeLon Wright is known for doing, which is getting that steal and getting very decent assists and very decent rebounds for a guard. Um, what do you, what do you think about DeLon Wright? And he, and, and why do you have him as, I guess the second guy on your list only rostered in 40% of leagues. So I think the thing here that helps him is right. Killian Hayes is out for at least eight more weeks with that hip injury. Derek Rose has kind of been in and out of that lineup. So there's been ample opportunity for Wright. And you got to know what you're buying when you're buying DeLon Wright. Like he gets good rebounds. He gets good assists. He gets good steals. He actually can block a shot for a guard, but there's not really any points. Even when he plays huge minutes, like he maybe gets you 10 points. So you got to want, you know, those, those other stats and you got to look past the fact that he's not really going to score much. And we talk about this all the time. Guys who score like eight points a game always get a little bit underrated. So I think that's part of it. I actually think that there's plenty of room for him to keep playing minutes. Like, I mean, this team's giving minutes on the wings to guys like Ski Mikhailu and Josh okay. Jackson. Like, yeah, all right. Like okay. they're three, they're three and thirteen. Uh, Tyler, you don't need to make up players for the show. <laughs> just to trick me. I don't I don't think you should do that. You know how susceptible I am. Uh I just feel like Delon Wright's gonna be fine, man. He's gonna play minutes and, and he's gonna produce. Yeah, he's he is a super solid player and he is not like he's not terribly old. Um I don't you know, I don't think unless he suddenly got terribly old over the uh the five years that was twenty twenty. I, I don't think he's what more than like twenty five, right? I'd have to go look. Um, <laughs> I guess I will go do that while we talk about the other guard on your list that I uh, I definitely like to see on, on your list. I'm very surprised that this guy's on your list because he the is... Long ride's 28, by the way. I just wanted 28? To, I just Man. wanted you to die on that hill for a second. Damn, he got old. I could have swore he, he was younger <laughs> than that. I'm usually pretty good at that. I'm usually within a couple years. Like I'm usually within um, a year. This of, is of a definitely a new segment we can play. Seriously, Mike's going to guess someone's age. You know what? It's it's because I got a little bit out of NBA 2K. I'm not as in tune with the ages of the players. I've always liked Alon Wright. Maybe maybe I'm getting older. How old am I? I have no idea. <laughs> um, the other guard on this list that I really like, and I'm surprised he's even on the list because I'm surprised he's uh, only rostered in. 35% of leagues. Patty Mills, he's been playing great. 
Patty Mills has been playing great, shooting great. Patty Mills looking good. Uh, I was surprised myself. He's only in 35% of leagues. Uh, he has actually been about three assists a game too, which is, is a nice little boost there. Three threes, 14 points. Uh, Spurs play four times. They play the Pelicans, the Celtics, the Nuggets, and the Grizzlies. Yeah, I feel like Patty Mills might be able to feast a little bit there. Well, also, uh, do we do we know if uh, Dejounte Murray? Like, do we know what's what's going on with uh, with so his he injury? Injured, I think he played. He, he injured his ankle in that Dallas game, yeah. and they all said he missed a game. Then after that, but they all said that they don't think it's a super serious injury. Now, like, what does he came that back mean? and played it. He came back and had an eleven point triple double. So I guess he's doing okay, but. Will oh, that so, will that linger? Uh, well, and that was tonight. That game was tonight against Washington. So a little suspect. Washington pretty pretty garbage team right now. Well, and here's the other thing too: how many guys we've seen with a little bit of an ankle, and then they try to play through it, and then they get a, a little bit more of an ankle. Yeah. That, that's a thing too. Um, Patty Mills had 21 points in that game for the record. Yes, he did. Um, he's just super hot right now, and he's a guy I would pick up for this week if you need points and stream him because. He is shooting the lights out right now. And if he's going to, you know, he doesn't even, the, the thing you gotta like about him too, is he's one of those guys who doesn't need a lot of minutes. Like you give that guy 20 minutes, he can get you 20 points. Yes. He, he's very underrated both in fantasy and in uh, real life. Um, and the Spurs, like they're often just like straight up overlooked team. Um, and I often don't have players from the Spurs uh, on, on my team, except for maybe DeMar DeRozan. Um, i glad I passed on LaMarcus Aldridge this year. He's been really up and down uh, this season. Some real shit games, followed by some fairly good games. And you started seeing a little, little bit of signs of that last year, but not, not like it's been this year. And I'm really, I'm very concerned about LaMarcus Aldridge long-term this season. I just, you know, a, a player that has been um, in totals in the top 54 uh, longer than I can remember um, really could end up being someone who is uh, finally hitting the old man wall at 35. Yeah, I'm not ready to write him write him off just no, yet. I I'm think. not ready to write him off, but I'm ready to see what I can get on the trade block for him. He's had what in the last? Now he's had some bad games, but you know, two out of his or yeah, two out of his last four, he's had tw- at least 22 points. I feel like he might just be one of those guys who's kind of off to a little bit of a slow start, but I feel like he might be hitting his stride here coming up. I, yeah. I'm actually uh if. In this the right a, league, I think I'd buy LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, this could be a buy low situation. So we right. talk about, um, you know, sometimes you want to buy high on a guy who's playing really well, but you think he actually he will play that well. This is just an old-fashioned buy low situation where you think there's a pretty good, pretty good guy who's maybe people think he's lost it, like maybe I have th- th- think LaMarcus Aldridge has lost a little bit of a step and you might as well take a chance on them. You know, maybe play well, like two four point games with very little minutes. The minutes is the thing that worries me, Tyler. Let's, let's play a little old fashioned. Who would you rather have? Oh, let's 
been a while since we played. Who would you? Uh, you can have Aaron Gordon, or you can have Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can have Montrose Harrell, or you can have Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge. You can have Laurie Markman, or you can have Lamarcus Aldridge. Ooh. I don't know. Me, I, I'd say probably Lamarcus Aldridge, but I think it's fairly close. Larry Markin has been playing fairly well this season. Right, and so all three of the other guys I mentioned that are not Lamarcus Aldridge are probably top 75 players. I honestly think you could probably buy Lamarcus Aldridge for someone outside the top 75 right I, now. Yeah, I think you can. I think like, people are You down could on probably him, down on offer someone like, hmm, let's see, like Marcus Smart and maybe get a Lamarcus Aldridge. You could offer uh, – Hmm, let's see who else who else yeah i think if you can get top 50 value for him i would go for it if you can trade for him for under top 70 value then also i would go for it i like what you're thinking michael i like the way you think yeah um let's talk about the back-to-backs we really only get it's such a crowded week with that monday wednesday and friday um the tuesday thursdays you're gonna have to hit them hard you got the clippers on Tuesday, Thursday, you got the Rockets on Tuesday, Thursday. And, um, you know, if De- DeMarcus Cousins, we, we got Christian Wood out, uh, and DeMarcus Cousins had himself uh, a fine time on the town just getting wet with it. And I, I wonder if this emboldens, even when Christian Wood comes back, uh, if this emboldens the, uh, the, the Rockets to play uh, DeMarcus Cousins just a little bit more after dropping like 28 and 17 with five assists in 29 minutes. That's a good question. I DeMarcus Cousins for the first time in all the games I've watched the Rockets, which is a lot of them look really, really good. Um, Christian Wood though has also looked really, really good. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it does. And they've they've not played those two together like at all. Hardly at all, yeah. Right. So that's the worry there. They made it seem like Wood's ankle injury was not that bad when they played Dallas on Saturday. So yeah. he could be back fairly soon. And then if he's going to play, you know, 33, 35 minutes every night, that doesn't leave much room for DeMarcus. So Honestly, if I own DeMarcus right now, I'd probably be trying to sell him just because, like, the minutes I think are not going to be super strong, and he's got a big name. Oh, yeah. he he. I think he drops back down into that 17 to 20-minute per game kind of short burst where you are pleasantly surprised with his line, even though he's only playing, like, 17 minutes per game. But 17 minutes per game is still hard, even though, you know, DeMarcus can do some fun things. Uh, I mean, he had in 18 minutes against L, uh, the the Lakers, he was a uh, 13 and 10 with three assists and a steal. <laughs> right, and he's been like piling up the rebounds, and yeah, we know he can be a good steals and blocks guy when he's getting the minutes. The problem is the minutes are not there, and so he's probably once Wood comes back if he reverts back to playing that 17 minutes, like he's a streamer at best, I think. Yeah, sell high. Sell high if you can. Another Houston Rocket that uh, and former Bull, David Nwaba, uh, getting those getting those minutes with um, 
uh, Oladipo out and getting pretty good minutes, even with a, with a full roster. I, I like, I've always kind of liked David Nwapo. Yeah. And he's been getting a lot of steals, which you like. So if you're looking to stream someone, you need some steals, Nwapo, good steals. And you know, not, not a guy that that's going to hurt you. Gus is also a good block guy. He averaged half a block, which 0.6 blocks a game in 13 minutes last year for the Nats. Hmm. That's, I mean, that's surprising. Um, I actually did not know that. Uh, another, another uh, player that the Bulls randomly let go uh, for no reason and then ends up being pretty good. So he's played in the NBA for five seasons and he's played for five different teams, which is um, interesting. Man, I think he's better than that. He's better than uh, Ryan Archie. Archie Di- Why did they keep Archie Diacono and they, and they got rid of David Nwaba? I actually always think that too like when you watch when you watch him play like this guy's kind of good he's got Um, some pace on him he's a very good um second team like energy guy yeah and he also is one of those guys who doesn't try to do too much like there's some of those guys you watch and you're just like man he's talented but like he's trying to be you know kobe out there and he's a bench guy yeah no he i think he makes good decisions i think he makes quick decisions that's the sign of a good player and um I, I like streaming him Tuesday, Thursday, if you're in kind of a bigger league, or even if you're not kind of in a bigger league, PJ Tucker, you know, criminally underrated, uh, never, no one ever picks him up for some unknown reason, even though he, you know, plays pretty decent minutes. And then you got the Clippers, um, the usual suspects there with the Clippers, everybody knows Zubac, everybody knows Marcus Morris, everybody knows Patrick Beverly. Uh, I would make sure really really to hone in the on those back-to-backs uh this week trying to get uh maximize those wins maximize those uh those pickups uh because we just don't know what the second half of this week's going to look like well and i also too think that you know every time you want to maximize pickups because at any moment your team you know the guy the main guy on your team could be the one sitting out because the game got canceled because of covid so you got to try to get as many stats as you can as soon as you can Yep, definitely. Um, and speaking of the second half of the week, Tyler, you not only put this weekly uh, primer out on hashtag basketball.com, but you are also now writing a uh, second half of the week kind of um, pseudo update on what to expect going in to, uh, to the weekend. Um, I guess what, what is, after writing kind of your first one of those, what, is, what was your kind of takeaway uh, on how uh, how quickly the the week adjusted for you uh so it definitely would have changed a ton from the old format to the new one as far as like most of the stuff would have been outdated come the weekend and it's not just like in a normal year you know sometimes we see injuries or whatever and that changes you know this player on this team actually has a lot more value now because he's getting a lot more minutes um it's the cancellations and all that and I'll play a big factor into, into it. And it's not just the cancellations too. It, the weird part is, you know, we keep seeing some of these teams like Miami and Dallas are right now where like they have four or five rotation players out in the health and safety protocols. And so the, every one of their games is a new data point on how they're playing with the eight, 10 guys that they have healthy. And so that can really help too. Yeah. Um, get your get your starts in. Get your Twitter up to date. Um, get your rosters set, and get to work because I think 
this season, like we're saying, 25% through, you need to be on your way to the playoffs very, very soon, or you're going to start needing to make some drastic changes to well, your team. And here's the other thing I'll say about it. This is not the year I want to have to chase, like chase my way into the playoffs because that I think that's going to be even harder than it is in a normal year because you have no idea who is going to play when. So you could be going, Oh, well, I'll just trade for this person. That's going to make my team, you know, give my team exactly what it needs. And then, Oh, well, that person's games got canceled because of COVID then, you know, now you're searching for straws again. And you've seen it in your leagues. I've seen it in my leagues. There've been leagues I've lost just because like, I was the guy who had the four or five games canceled this week. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a full on crap shoot. And uh, I like that strategy you're talking about earlier. Just like get your five categories. If you're good at five categories, be the best at those five categories at this point. Don't go for that kind of, I like to do the cross the board, like be really, you know, really great at three categories, pretty good at four, uh, two or three other categories. Like just go for that five categories, go for those technical wins. And, um, you know, well, if you, and then pray because no one sits out for a week. Um, I'll say this is one reason why I like that five, the five three, try to win five three every week as opposed to eight zero in this season, particularly. Is if I'm going for five categories and only five categories, I feel okay if one of my guys is to sit out, it's still winning that category. If I'm, if I'm a lead in it. I might still be able to beat you in that category. If I'm going for the more across the board strategy and I lose a guy who, you know, gives me a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit there, I might be the one losing eight zero that week. Yeah. You might just like completely drop off the face of the planet because your best guy's out or, you know, two of your mediocre players are out and that's all it takes to, you know, the small, um, fractions. Right. That's, That's what I mean. If, if you're, if you're beating, you know, everybody by, you know, 10 points every week and five rebounds and a steal and a block, and then you have two people go out, you're losing all those categories. Yep. You're going to lose and you're going to lose pretty bad, which is right. how I usually build my teams, which is why I'm losing fairly bad. Right. And some, so in if you're insulated, league. you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm the best guy in the league in blocks. Oh, well, Miles Turner went out for a game. Okay. Well, I still have, you know, Christoph Porzingis and you know, whoever else blocks shots for me. I'm, I might still win that week. And so I I've been pivoting a little bit to go to that strategy a little bit more of like, I'm just going to load up on this category. I'm going to try to dominate points. I'm going to try to dominate blocks. I'm going to try to dominate rebounds. That's the, I think that's the way to go moving forward. So adjust your teams accordingly, uh, get onto the trade block, start moving guys around. Uh, there's not, I mean, like, like we're saying, there's just not a lot of, um, of season to, to kind of wait around and see what happens. Now's the time to make moves. Uh, Tyler, you got anything else to plug? Where can people find your work? Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Um, if you want to know anything about the Dallas Mavericks, I can probably probably help you out there. Um, they have been one of the most interesting teams this year because they actually were hit pretty hard by the health and safety protocols, and yet they were one of the teams who none of their games got – well, one of their games did get canceled, but almost none of their games got canceled. So they have been playing very shorthanded for – uh, two weeks now so yes 
Um, and they've been losing. They've been losing some games. I think some teams that should be the four playoffs. and four in those eight games, which is surprising. I think that might tell you just how good Luka Doncic is. Yes, he's absurdly good. Um, and I think you know, hopefully, the right teams make the playoffs this year. But I think there's going to be some some weird outliers that make uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers that end up making the uh, playoffs that probably at so, the beginning of the season you weren't expecting. Here's what I think you could see too: is I think you could see especially in the West, kind of a loaded half of the bracket and a not-so-loaded half of the bracket. And you could see maybe, like, one of those weird surprise, like, conference final teams. Yeah, I like that, though. I think that makes that, that makes it interesting. I know the bubble was kind of a, a weird experience for everybody or whatever, but, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd still find the, um, the fact that it isn't kind of like, oh, it's going to be Golden State versus LeBron again, like – I'm happy that's not the case. You know, I want some uh, some kind of a weirdness to my NBA uh, playoffs. Uh, Tyler, I don't know why people aren't following you on Twitter if they are not, but they should follow Tyler at Tyler P Watts. You can find me on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. Guys, get a hold of us. What do you want to hear? Do you have questions uh, that you want uh, or segments that you want to hear on the show? Do you want us to focus on keeper leagues more often? Get on Twitter. Hit us up. Uh, but if you really want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, shout out to our Patreons out there. You get direct ac- access to us. We also do box score breakdowns on there as well. Some, some premium uh, content. We broke down the uh, Harden um, trade on there as well. Uh, so yeah, g- patreon.com slash watching the boxes, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes for whatever the hell we do with twitch and um guys why go to hashtag basketball.com check out the week six preview that tyler writes right now that's it for week six preview you can find the rest on hashtag basketball.com we will see you all very soon thanks for listening